Blog Talk Radio. Anyway, 
He said, you can't shell that for it. He said, that's, that's a large fort. He said, it's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. He said, don't worry about it. They said, we've left them a way out. And he said, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up on the rampart? He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered, and you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. As twilight began to fall and as the haze hung over the ocean as it does at sunset, suddenly the British war fleet unleashed. <coughs> he says the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said suddenly the sky, although dark, was suddenly lit. And he says from down below, all he could hear the men, the prisoners, saying was, tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. One hour, two hours, three hours into the shelling, Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, it's still up. It's not down. The admiral came and he said, your people are insane. He said, what's the matter with them? He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said, he remembered what George Washington had said. He said, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The Admiral said, we have now instructed all of the guns to focus on... In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago 
that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without enunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. All I know is that first, you've got... And if anybody wants to protest what we do or violate what we want, we just turn off the chip. That's right, microchip. In 2005, Congress, under the pretense of immigration control and the so-called war on terrorism, passed the Real ID Act, under which it is projected by May 2008, you will be required to carry around a federal identification card, which includes on it a scannable barcode with your personal information. However, this barcode is only an intermediary step before the card is equipped with a VeriChip RFID tracking module, which will use radio frequencies to track your every move on the planet. If this sounds foreign to you, please note that the RFID tracking chip is already in all new American passports. And the final step is the implanted chip, which many people have already been manipulated into accepting under different pretenses. We have a Florida family who are really pioneers in a brave new world. They have volunteered to be the first ever to have microchip identification devices implanted into their bodies. After 9-11, I was really concerned um, with the security of my family. 
I wouldn't mind having something planted permanently in my arm that would identify me. In the end, everybody will be locked into a monitored control grid where every single action you perform is documented. And if you get out of line, they can just turn off your chip. For at that point in time, every single aspect of society will revolve around interactions with the chips. This is the picture that is painted for the future if you open your eyes to see it. A centralized one-world economy where everyone's moves and everyone's transactions are tracked and monitored, all rights removed. The most incredible aspect of all. These totalitarian elements will not be forced upon the people. The people will demand them. For the social manipulation of society through the generation of fear and division has completely detached humans from their sense of power and reality. A process which has been going on for centuries, if not millennia. Religion, patriotism, race, wealth, class, and every other form of arbitrary separatist identification, thus conceit, has served to create a controlled population, utterly malleable in the hands of the few. Divide and conquer is the motto. And as long as people continue to see themselves as separate from everything else, they lend themselves to being completely enslaved. The men behind the curtain know this, and they also know that if people ever realize the truth of their relationship to nature and the truth of their personal power, the entire manufactured zeitgeist they prey upon will collapse like a house of cards.
that we as Christians expose this wicked uh, spirit of Antichrist among the founding fathers and not bring these guys into our churches and teach our children and our families and our brethren that these men were some kind of Christian heroes when they weren't Christian heroes at all. They were denying the gospel of our Lord. Uh, and so our battle is not, it's not a political battle. The reason that, you, that men like David Barton want to take the founders and go into churches and try to convince you that these guys were Christians is because they want you to become entangled in the politics of this world. And to get your eyes and your focus off the spiritual battle that the scriptures tell us is the real fight that we're in. of America are perhaps the most famous men in the world for setting forth a new form of government that has been the marvel of the modern age. But in the discussion over whether America was founded as a Christian nation, it is important to divide her history. Most agree that the pilgrims who landed at Plymouth in 1620 were undoubtedly Christians who built their cities and schools based on the teachings of the Bible. Yet 150 years would pass before the United States was founded as a result of the American Revolution. Because of the Christian influence early on, the revolutionary philosophies have been embraced in what might be called patriotic Christianity. Patriotic Christianity, which is the idea of, you know, America being founded as a Christian nation. And so we have many Christians who are going forward, and they're, they're being compelled because of this information about the Founding Fathers. They're told, well, the founders of the American Revolution, these were Christian men, and that what they were trying to do was to set up a Christian nation. And therefore, we should honor their example and their philosophy by fighting for uh, Christianity in America and to do so at a political level. Because the men uh, who represent this information, men like David Barton and others, who are representing this information and who are telling us that the founders were Christians, they don't simply want to prove that these men were Christians. What they want to do is they want to tell us that these men are Christians and then springboard from that into telling us that we need to get involved with American politics, we need to go out and vote for a Christian president, we need to go vote for Christian governors and congressmen and so on, and become political activists because supposedly America was founded as a Christian nation. And the teachings of the founding fathers are being used in churches, they're being used in our home schools and so on, to teach our children how Christian men think and operate in government. 
So our children are being taught that these men, men like Washington and Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin and others who are of the, the founding era, that they're teaching their example and those things that they declared, that these are all based on Christianity and that these are Christian teachings and Christian principles that they're setting forth and therefore we should embrace them in the church, we should embrace them as somehow or other being really equal to the teachings of the Bible. But are they? That's the question that we're addressing in this film. Our journey begins with the revolutionary era and by examining the philosophies and beliefs of the men who were the chief influence in the founding of the new American Republic. overlooked or marginalized by modern historians. The American Revolution, in many ways, begins with Thomas Paine. The Marquis de Lafayette said, a free America without her Thomas Paine is unthinkable. Thomas Paine wrote the pamphlet, Common Sense. And it is, it is stated, if you study historians, historians relate that the pamphlet Common Sense was the writing that brought about the Declaration of Independence. In fact, Thomas Paine uses that phrase in Common Sense. Paine wrote that nothing can settle our affairs so expeditiously as an open and determined declaration for independence. What's interesting is that Thomas Paine at that point was not even an American citizen. He was a, an Englishman. He was in England, and he met Benjamin Franklin. And he was a, a radical guy, and he was a writer, and Franklin liked his writing style. Of course, Benjamin Franklin was a well-known printer. And so Franklin wanted Paine to come to America and, and encouraged him to write down his ideas in some kind of a pamphlet or a book or something. And so that's what inspired Paine. You know, it was Franklin who got Paine here into America and then uh, helped him and encouraged him to write Common Sense, which he did. And he penned it and published it anonymously so nobody knew who it was. And then they found out later on that it was him, and of course he becomes very famous. Paine also published the Crisis Pamphlet series, which were read aloud by George Washington to his troops. On Paine's tombstone is written that Common Sense was the pamphlet that stirred the American colonies to independence. It reads that John Adams said, without the pen of Paine, the sword of Washington would have been wielded in vain. Then below it reads, history is to ascribe the American Revolution to Thomas Paine. So right there on his tombstone, they're openly ascribing the American Revolution to Thomas Paine and saying that at a literary level, at the level of setting forth a philosophy and the ideas, Paine's contribution was equal to that of George Washington, really, based on John Adams' quote, without the pen of Paine, the sword of Washington would have been wielded in vain. 
In other words, you needed Payne's philosophy and then Washington's military skills, and that's what brought about victory, supposedly, for the American Revolution. Payne was also the first to coin the phrase, the United States of America. His influence is undeniable. But why has he been marginalized by modern historians? The answer, almost certainly, is because once the revolution was over, Payne then published his true thoughts about Christianity and the Bible in his nefarious work, The Age of Reason. He wrote, When I see throughout the greater part of this book, the Bible, scarcely anything but a history of the grossest vices and a collection of the most paltry and contemptible tales, I cannot dishonor my creator by calling it by his name. While some have accused Paine of being an atheist, his defenders are quick to point out that he most certainly believed in a God, just not the God of the Bible. What's powerful and disturbing is that Paine comes right out and he addresses and attacks the gospel itself. He says, literally, it is the fable of Jesus Christ as told in the New Testament and the wild and visionary doctrine raised thereon against which I contend. Paine is openly stating that he is contending against the gospel. He is contending against the teaching that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for our sins and that God raised him from the dead so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is what he's contending against. And he's calling it a fable. And then he goes on to say that the story, taking it as it is told, he says, is blasphemously obscene. The so-called obscenity Paine refers to is the virgin birth of Christ. He said, What is it the Testament teaches us? To believe that the Almighty committed debauchery with a woman engaged to be married, and the belief of this debauchery is called faith. So he's specifically denouncing, as all of the Enlightenment thinkers did, the supernatural elements of the Gospel story. He's denouncing the virgin birth of Christ. He's ultimately going to denounce the idea of the resurrection and so on. The title of Paine's book, The Age of Reason, is very telling because really what he's describing is the belief of the Enlightenment thinkers in Europe. And what they did in France uh, with the French Revolution, the French Freemasons, they took the goddess of reason and they exalted her on a throne. Now, this was well known even centuries before. If you read the Geneva Bible and the footnotes in the Geneva Bible, the 1599 edition, they talk about how the pagans would enthrone the goddess of reason. And the idea being that reason uh, would govern, just like a god, reason would govern your understanding of things, whatever it was. And the way that they applied this to the Bible is that if anything in the Bible did not seem reasonable uh, according to the powers of human reason, then it should be rejected. And the one thing that most of them pointed to was the virgin birth of Christ. It doesn't seem reasonable that a girl who has never been with a man should suddenly get pregnant. And they would say, well, no, that's not reasonable. 
and because it's not reasonable, therefore they would reject it. The exaltation of reason might be called the worship of the human intellect, which is why Thomas Paine wrote, I do not believe in the creed professed by any church that I know of. My own mind is my own church. Paine openly wrote that he detested the Bible and said it would be more consistent that we called it the word of a demon than the word of God. He's completely denouncing Christianity as being a fable, as being a, a fraud and a counterfeit and so on. And he's denouncing the Bible. Well, this thing sold hundreds of thousands of copies, uh, The Age of Reason, and the American people saw what Thomas Paine believed, and immediately they thought, wait a minute, Thomas Paine, he was close to George Washington, he was close to Thomas Jefferson, he was close to, uh, you know, the, Benjamin Franklin, and so on. If this is what Paine believes, is this what the rest of the founders believe? To greater or lesser degrees, the philosophy of reason influenced most of the revolutionary founders. This is what inspired John Adams to write, when philosophical reason is clear and certain by intuition or necessary induction, no subsequent revelation supported by prophecies or miracles can supersede it. Now, if you break that down, what he's saying, he's saying when philosophical reason is clear and certain by intuition, in other words, that which you know or you think or believe in your heart, or necessary induction, what he means by that is scientific induction, in other words, you, can, you conduct a, a kind of scientific investigation into something, that no subsequent revelation supported by prophecies or miracles can supersede it or override it. So, if you, if some 17-year-old girl comes in and she tells you that she's pregnant, and that she's never known a man before. Your intuition tells you that that doesn't happen, that women don't get pregnant unless they are somehow or other joined to a man. So then you conduct a scientific investigation. You get 10,000 women, and you get 10,000 virgin women, and you see if any of them gets pregnant without being joined to a man. Then you come to the conclusion that, no, we examined 10,000 women, and none of them got pregnant. Therefore, no amount of revelation supported by prophecies, like you know, a prophecy saying that a virgin shall bear a child, uh, that doesn't work, or miracles, like an angel appearing and telling Mary that she's going to give birth to a son, and so on. Uh, those things cannot override what the powers of reason or reasoning have told you. And this is what Adams is saying. He's saying specifically that philosophical reason must override the Word of God where the Word of God is in disagreement with the understanding of the natural man. That's what he's saying. It was this dedication to human reason that inspired Thomas Jefferson to write, We hold these truths to be self-evident in the Declaration of Independence. These words were engineered to specifically reject the idea of biblical revelation or prophecy that comes from heaven as the authority of human government. Instead, 
the new American Republic would be governed only by the philosophic understanding which is self-evident in the minds of men. For the Christian, this is an important issue because the Bible warns, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. The Bible also shows that the wisdom of God is not the same as the wisdom of man. The Apostle Paul wrote, We speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. To me, that verse, that passage in Corinthians, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, clearly describes the founding fathers of America. While most of the revolutionaries held views similar to those of the Enlightenment thinkers, it was Thomas Paine who wrote about them most openly. It's like Thomas Paine, he spilled the beans on everything. He just, he, he let it all out. The other founders, many of them, were a lot more cautious and more reserved in terms of what they were willing to say publicly and what they were willing to put in writing. But if you examine their writings carefully, it becomes clear that they believed a lot of the same things that Thomas Paine was saying. It's just that he was much more vocal about it, much more radical uh, than the other founders. And, and if I could give a comparison, you might compare it to Barack Obama and Jeremiah Wright. It's not that Barack Obama does not believe the things that Reverend Wright uh, is shouting from the pulpit. It's just that Obama is much more reserved and much more moderate and careful about what he says in public. That's the difference between them. But it doesn't mean that Obama does not agree with much, if not most, of what Reverend Wright was preaching. Payne was clearly involved at some level with the secret societies of his day, as many of the founders were. It was from these societies that the Enlightenment doctrines against the Bible sprang forth. In the book, Fire in the Minds of Men, leading historian and librarian of Congress, Dr. James H. Billington, writes that the revolutionary faith was shaped not so much by the critical rationalism of the French Enlightenment, as is generally believed, as by the occultism and proto-romanticism of Germany. He says the flame of faith had begun its migrations a century earlier, when some European aristocrats transferred their lighted candles from Christian altars to Masonic lodges. The flame of occult alchemists, which had promised to turn dross into gold, reappeared, seeking to recreate a golden age. Billington's reference to Germany has to do with Bavaria and the influence of what some believe is the ultimate secret society, the Illuminati. An organization founded by a man named Adam Weishaupt in 1776. The connection of this group with Freemasonry is acknowledged by even the highest levels of Masonry today. 
The Illuminati was an organization created in Bavaria. Uh, a Freemason named Adam uh, Weishaupt uh, created the Illuminati as an inner circle of Freemasons. And he was very definitely taken by the uh, period of the Enlightenment. He saw liberal democracy and liberal government, uh, not liberal in the sense that we use it today in political talk, but liberal in the sense of giving rights and freedoms to the citizen as an important way. Okay, everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here. Hang on, let me shut this down for everybody. Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times in which you live today. A little bit of scheduling mixed up there on my fault. It was my fault, actually. Here I was, I was getting ready to, what the heck's going on with everybody? I give you the platform and you're not here on time. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> so uh, I'm waiting for uh, Dean to call in here now. And uh, as soon as he calls in on the guest line and uh, get through, I'll be able to turn it on over to him, turn over the show to his reins, and uh, hopefully he'll be here in a second. I disconnected everybody. Oh, boy, that was my my fault there. Okay, there's Dean. Dean's in there now. Okay. And, Dean, what you need to do, there he goes. Yeah, I don't need to unmute you. You, you control the board, sir. <laughs> right. Thank you, uh, You Joe. need to get your posse on here. Get your posse on here. You need to send the message out to him, call into the guest, number, guest line. So you guys, well, you said usually you guys get started about uh, this time anyway, right? Yeah, about five, yeah, quarter after five, we come in and kind of discuss the show and then gotcha, uh, start at gotcha, 5.30. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, fully understood there. And uh, we had a powerful show the other night, the governor and I, and a veteran there, a uh, Sarge. Uh, he's a former Illinois state trooper. And then we had somebody else on there, too, I think. I think we had somebody else in the, in the mix to uh, 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 conversate. But we had an in-depth, powerful discussion. Oh, boy, it was a great discussion. I forgot what night it was uh, we did that. Um I think it was Friday night. I think it was a Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday night we did that. We did a powerful, I mean, it was a very good conversation. And it lasted, it started halfway through the show. And then we carried it out for the whole entire two hours after that. It was a great conversation. Wow. And everyone really needs to go back and listen to that. Uh, I'll take a time to do that when I get time this week. Yeah, man. Appreciate so, it. So, so how was your uh, Memorial Day, remembering the freedoms we once had? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I've always... Uh, honored all the people that have given their lives for this country you know it's, yeah we just yeah. cannot um say enough and uh, thank you doesn't cover it that's for sure no it but, does yeah, it doesn't yeah. I, I think I, it's a little I, bit I was, disrespectful uh, when we thank people i think when we say thank you i find it i find it disrespectful because look what we're doing how we're allowing the uh you know everything be uh you know uh destroyed here. Who's calling me here on this line here? All right, we'll turn that down there on the other line. Uh, yeah, I just find because we're not living our, the uh, the way we should live here in America. We're not following through with what we're supposed to be doing as, uh, as uh, Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, as patriots, as American citizens, right? That's right. Yeah, the moral values of this country have deteriorated. It's time to get yeah. back to the Christian... Christian, our, you know, our founding fathers used the Bible for a biblical law form yeah. here in America. Yeah. I don't know who's calling me on this line here. Hang on, let me take this call. I don't know who this is. Hang on one second here. You bet. Hello? No, no. Tell, tell, listen to this now. Listen, this is a problem with America. Listen to this. Okay. Amazon. Amazon. Hello, this is Amazon. Someone's uh, yeah. hacked into your account. It's a scam. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, that's Terrible. a scam. Yeah, they yeah. do that a lot. They want more information from you. Yeah, and they're spoofing their caller ID. They're calling from a 336 number. You know, I'd like to call back that number while we got time before the show starts here and see yeah, what that what number nobody is. Will, what, nobody will answer. You, yeah, I know. I think you're right. Not I think you're right. Or yeah, here we go. You're probably right. Yep, hang on. Yep. It's not a working number. Please check yeah. the number. And yeah, isn't that something? You know, you see, and yeah. that's another problem with our country. You know, telemarketers, telemarketers, the phone companies can put a stop to that so easily. Yeah, how do they get a phone that doesn't work? You know, are they paying for it or are they... they uh, exactly. But you do that, you do that, brother. You do that, or I do that, or Jim does that, or President Geiger does that. They'll be knocking on our door so fast to arrest us, you know, our head would spin, yeah. you know? That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, boy, I tell you. So how was your uh, Memorial Day weekend other than that? You know, it was so wonderful. We traveled, uh, it was about five-hour travel to Central Iowa, and we watched our granddaughter graduate high school. Oh, um, great. Granddaughter, wow, you're, you're that old, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, she grew up too fast. I don't know what happened. You sound younger, so. so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel young, you know. My my body's good, good no medications, good. and, yeah, I'm a healthy man. I'm, you know, and I only can give the credit to our Father God, so. Amen, amen to that. Yeah, I invited a couple pastors on here, but, uh, you know, they, hopefully they'll uh, they'll come on, uh, you know, uh, why one that's traveling, he'd rather listen to the police scanner than, I guess, listen to the, uh, the Republic, you know. So, you know, well, you know, I mean, come on, you know, what are you doing, you know? So, it, 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 I call, I, I tell people right out, they get mad at me or not, you know, about this stuff. You know, you, you know, you, if we, we can't network together, we can't spend time together here, and we can't, you know, start doing some activism here and getting in the streets and getting involved together, then, you know, you're not on my club. You're not a part of my network, you know. That's how I got to do it, you know. Yeah, we need to stand together and we, we need yes. to get active, you know, all Americans. That's yep. what we've been trying to do here in the Republic for the last well, 11 years plus. Yeah, no kidding. Get people woke up, educated. Well. I know I I know I've uh, you know I, I had so many contacts throughout the Republic over the years. Uh, I, I sent some information to Jim actually a, a contact list I had of hundreds of people that I have contacted through I was in contact with for a long time and just lost contact with so many people. You know I emails and stuff whatnot and you know and, and what happened to all these people? Where'd they go? You know just they you know stung, put their buried their head in the sand and you know I mean. Well, so- some of them wanted their own little think fiefdom or kingdom, you know, and they kind of stepped away yep. from the true lawful republic. And, true. You know, there's true. many of them. And we we saw that they call we call them the nation staters, and uh, yeah. we had three of them here in our own state that uh, within our Wisconsin free state they we called them the three amigos and. They tried to yeah, stop I think I know a couple of them. Yeah, was one of them? No, nah, well, I probably shouldn't say. I, I, I'll just give a first name. Was one of them uh, named Mark? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> so they're nice. They're uh, nice men, but yeah, they're a little lost yeah. in this direction. Yep. 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 Well, you know, uh, one of them, I one of them said, passed away. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's look. We gotta say what we mean, mean what we say all the time. And uh, that's you know that's how we have to do things, and because we, we're here at the end, I really truly believe we're here at the end times, and and it could be another generation, you know, but uh, another twenty years, ten years, but 
you know, it's what what is it is and what's not is not. And the fact of the matter is is that we have must really, really dig our trenches and, and, and bunker down and get ready for for the fight lawfully, you know? Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah, I really believe we're the I don't want to call them end days, but it's uh new beginnings that are gonna happen here in America. And I really believe they're gonna yeah. be great things. Gotta go through a little darkness first. Yeah. I'll tell you, it was hot here in North Carolina today. I'm all sun sun fried up. I don't get sunburned anymore because of all the years I've worked out in the sun, but my skin is peeling a little bit, and not from sunburn, but, you know, being in the sun. Uh, I've got my brown, crispy look now this year already, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I haven't had enough time to get out in the sun. Yeah, it's been cloudy mostly here in the spring. A lot of rain yeah, here right now. How is it out there in Wisconsin with the farmers and everything? I was looking. I've been, I've been know, thinking about going back out there. You know, it looks good. Uh, everybody's a lot. I would say most of the planting's done. You know, the corn's already some spots between here and Des Moines, Iowa, is already uh, ankle high. So it looks like they yep. beat the crunch on the fuel prices and the fertilizer prices, which they're well. I was thinking about us, relocating. I was thinking about maybe renting a farm. Or buying a farm, a dairy farm, and going back out there and finishing up, finishing up the rest of my life on a farm. You know, I was thinking about doing that. You know, uh, uh, I started out in the beginning of my life on a dairy farm out in Wisconsin, and uh, you know, I, 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 I was never happier in my life. So when I was a young kid, and uh, you know, I was thinking about maybe that's maybe where I need to end up. You know. Yeah, my family were dairy farmers too, but I always said if I grow up and get into farming it's going to be beef and that's what i did my wife and i owned 240 acres and i had texas longhorn cattle for all beef so oh, a lot okay. easier than dairy dairy your, your commitment you know seven days a week yeah a day. well we were up there in, um, yeah we were up there in um uh near ladysmith uh, oh, sure. Kennan, we, Wisconsin. It was a small town, Kennan, Kennan, Wisconsin, right outside of Phillips, Ladysmith, that area. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, we had yeah. a 485 nice. acre dairy farm up there, and uh, it was, uh, I mean, it was just so much. Uh, it was really a, a desolate place. You know, if you're familiar with that area, you know, it's a lot of wooded areas and it was yeah. a dense forest, and uh, right. just beautiful, beautiful. Oh, it's be- yeah, the whole state is beautiful. Oh you know, yeah, I was, I was born and raised here in the state. So, is it? I mean, if people don't know. People that are listening or right now, since we are live on on my platform here, and uh, if you don't, if you've never been to Wisconsin, really, you need to take a drive out there and uh, and check it out. I mean, just enjoy the the scenery, the beautiful scenery, God's creation, because the land, the green fields, and and uh, Greenfield Dairy Farm. That was the name of our farm, actually. Uh, it was. Uh, it's uh, just beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful land. It was just awesome. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, you go along Lake Superior and uh, Green Bay and Lake Michigan. You know that we have a lot of shoreland in our state. Yeah, you got a 608 number with their hand up. Yeah, I just uh, brought him there in. That should be David Hurtler. All it right. Is hi, hi, Joe. Hey, how are you, David? Pretty good. How about yourself, sir? Um, pretty good. I was just talking about uh, good old Wisconsin, thinking about, you know, I, it's crossed my mind the past few weeks. I'm thinking about uh, maybe possibly, I don't know, I could be just talking here, about re- buying a farm out there and getting back into farming and, 
and uh, you know, <laughs> wrapping up my life, you know, out there. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I'd say beef would be the way to go, right? Right? What do you think? Hey, hey you're reading my mind, David. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just shared with David about beef, yep. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just beautiful yeah. out there. It really is. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and I was never happier. I, mean, I, was, I was young, of course. I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old at that time before I then ventured off towards the military option. And, uh, you know, it, I just remember that, you know, I just had a natural knack for it ever since I was a tiny little boy and uh, just loved farming, you know, just loved it. Yeah, it's, it's when you connect to the earth, it's really healing and soothes the soul, if you will, you know. it's yeah. I enjoyed it. Hey too. Joel. Hey Joel, yes, I want sir. to say something. I want to say something to him. This is a real capsule. This is really putting it in general. What I'm working on right now, with all of the research that I've done, with the quotes by Sam Adams, by John Adams, by these different people, uh, Dr. Benjamin Rush and so forth, when they built the Declaration of Independence, Laws of Nature and Nature's God and all that. Every government comes from a religion, and religion was ours was Christianity, and so the laws of nature and the nature's God, and so forth. But what's missing? What I found out, and I'm just going to say this: Sam Adams said it this way: he "says You've tasted the gift of heaven. Well, then let us become a virtuous people. Then we'll both deserve and enjoy it. Neither the wisest constitution or the wisest laws will secure the liberty and happiness of a people whose manners are morally corrupt." He, therefore, is the truest fence of the liberty of his country who tries to vote its virtue and who will not suffer a man to be chosen in any office of power and trust who is not a wise and virtuous man. So I looked at different quotes, and I studied this and studied this, and Benjamin Rush said that the republic was built on Christianity, the foundation being Christianity, and without Christianity, you can't have virtue. And without virtue, he said this, you can't have liberty. And that I almost fell off my chair. Without virtue, you can't have liberty. And so uh-huh. I kept, I kept, kept pursuing, kept pursuing. So what's missing? You know, going back to 1871, the Organic Act and all that. What's missing in the worship centers from Los Angeles to New York, from Minnesota down to Texas? What's miss, What's missing in our worship centers across America is people carrying virtue. You, there, there, the fellowship, there isn't the true sh- fellowship that's being exercised between Christ and the believer. And the true fellowship, the Christian fellowship, is not really being exercised when people go to their worship centers on, if you want to call it Sunday, on Sunday. There isn't this true fellowship. They're talking about their, their favorite bat- baseball team. They're talking about their, their football team. They're not talking about true fellowship. They're not enjoying what is laid out. If you look at uh, what John wrote in First John in the first three verses of, of First John, you'll see that he's inviting you to have fellowship with he and his disciples. And the, their fellowship is included with the Father and with the Son. So what's missing is virtue. And you know where virtue yep. comes from? It comes from holiness. No. Okay. So, so what? in order for us to have the republic stand up, and see, here's the thing, I, real briefly, 
If you go to the Matthew chapter 7, the wise man builds his house on a rock and the winds come, you know, the, the rains come and the, the floods come and the winds blow and the, and the house is standing. But then you have the foolish man that builds his house on, on the sand. What I'm talking about is building a republic on a foundation. Because if you build a business, if you build a marriage, if you build a republic, if you build a government, you have to have it built on a rock. See, and yep. that's what they did. They built it on a rock. So in order you don't you don't put the house up and then build the foundation. No. Yeah, build yeah, the foundation. correct. See what see what I'm saying? So what if you put a republic up, if you stand a republic up, you're going vice versa. You're going backwards because what you need is you need virtuous people in the assemblies in in, in the court system across all 50 states and in our nation's capital. You need virtuous people, and this is this is something that has to be. And, and this is we're we're writing a book, and the last chapter is going to be pursuing this adventure. And I got this information, this information I got from a book that was published in 1692, and it was and it was recommended by Andrew Murray, and Andrew Murray wow. actually edited this this particular book so virtue comes from holiness a lot of the lot of the worship centers they'll when they talk about holiness they'll laugh at it no because when you're born again with the new man you you know if you go to galatians chapter 2 verses verse 20 okay you're crucified with christ nevertheless i live then i have a christ so you put away the old man and you're born anew. You have a new man, and guess what? All the fullness of God is in that new man. And guess what? He is in you, both the Father and the Son. All the fullness of God is is in you, and you live by Christ by faith. Everything that you do in the Christian life is by faith. Okay, I'm done. That's all. Gotcha. That's where awesome. I'm at. Awesome. That's where I'm at. Good stuff. So. Thank you, David. Yep. Yeah, and so for the is, audience, uh, David and his wife Jean have uh, written two books, uh, Reinhabited, Volume One and yep. Volume Two. Yeah. Yes, and how can they get Sorry. these Reinhabited? Go to Amazon, correct? Yeah, you can go yeah, to Amazon.com. Amazon yeah, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. Barnes and Noble. Barnes and yeah, yeah. Barnes and Noble. But, but anyway, 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 this chapter that we're working on to finish this book could be, if it takes off. Joel, if it takes off, it could be that that last chapter could be put in a pamphlet form to be taught through all the worship centers across America. Because the, you have to be focusing on your new man. You put off. You put the. You when you were born in the flesh, you are practicing sin. Okay, but when you're okay. born anew with Christ, you're born for holiness. You're born to practice holiness. And I can show you in Scripture. I can show you in Scripture about holiness. You can go go to First Peter chapter one verses fifteen and sixteen. Go to John John. Uh, go go to Romans chapter six. Go to Ephesians chapter one verse four. So anyway, it's all in there. But thanks for your okay. time. I really appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah. So this is what we need. We need virtue. We need virtue across this land. This is what's missing. This is what's missing across America. Very good Amen. point. 
Thank you, David. Yep. 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 Uh, Binder from Representative Binder, can you hear us? Mark, Mark, Mark. Yes, sir. The corn, the corn state. The corn state. This is the corn yep, state. Yes, Iowa. Yeah, okay. I, I, you didn't put up your hand, but I, I recognize your number, so I brought you into the call. Yep. Thank you. Is this the number going to be used for all the RNN 101 calls now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. They're trickling in. Hopefully everybody gets the word and maybe we start getting, uh, you know, we start putting it out there and getting kind of throw everybody for a loop, you know, uh, rescheduling everything and doing all this. But this is going to be it now, Tuesdays. This is the time. So everybody that's out listening, that's listening on the Internet or maybe uh, downloads later on iHeartRadio or uh, Spreaker, uh, Podcorn, Podchaser. Oh, Lord. Um uh, there's so many other ones out there that we, we're on, actually. Um, uh, Google Podcasts. Actually, we're on Google Podcasts now. Uh, this was on Google. Last week's show was on Google Podcasts, actually. So that's uh, mm. big right there, you know, to be on Google Podcasts. Are we going to talk should... about the Eighth, 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 eighth Amendment today? What's going on today? You know, that's, that's a good no, we don't know, and we are live, David. Okay. So we're just waiting for uh, Justice Waters and uh, Governor Carpenter to okay. join us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Later, hopefully maybe. they know that all they have to do is call the six five seven number. They don't have to do any special logins or anything like that. Only really Dean or whoever's going to control the board has to do the login code. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I tried to get that through to everybody last week. Hopefully it works. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I see we're we're going to have about one hour left on the air on air stream. Is that going to be okay, Joe? Yeah, man, use it up. Yes, please. Okay, just want to make sure. It's still ticking away. So, what's going on in Iowa, Representative Binder? Oh, we got a little rain here and there. Crops are growing really nicely. Uh, soybean field looking good by my place. And- Corn's coming up. Uh, we're being blessed with a good harvest. Uh, I believe the former rain is coming, and uh, I believe the latter rain is going to come as well. Uh, my wife and I just traveled to Des Moines over the weekend, and I took some of your do- dirt home on my car. <laughs> I think that dirt's been passed around many places. Yeah, it was really windy. Uh, yeah, we've got plenty of wind lately, no doubt. Yeah, beautiful state. Yeah, some of the corn I saw was already ankle deep there in Iowa. Free state. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the good crop. Amen. So this uh, Republic Radio, um, restoring your restoring your Republic, will be on uh, five thirty Central uh, every Tuesday. Everybody's welcome to come. Uh, I think we got one more coming in. Yeah. Oh, I got a couple of them bouncing in there now. Yeah, okay. they're. Yeah. Uh, I don't you got one with your hand numbers. up. Yeah, I see it. So, it's Governor Carpenter from Free State of Colorado. 
Welcome, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some people that you don't know. Obviously, you know. Uh, you know, just just pray. Remember now. Eventually, in the future, you're gonna see that board with 50, 50, 60 on there. So just be careful, because you, yeah. you may get a half dozen that are little whack, wacky, loopy ones. You know, you don't want to get them on there. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just you know? mute them. I'll teach yeah, you how I'm, to do I'm, the green room. You know, the, the okay. private room where you can where you can screen them if you don't like, if you're really unsure, or if you get anyone to call in that harasses you. You know, there's a there's a way to screen them, and and then okay. you'll be and then you can hang up on them if you, and block them too if they you know harass you or anything because it does happen. Trust me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I've listened to your blog talk radio before in the past. And yeah, couple, so you know. <laughs> a couple of characters. Oh yeah. That makes the world go round. Sure. How you doing, Jim? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for helping us out, buddy. We need all we can get. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we got the good, good Lord. I'm sure will be blessing us. You know, with God, with God, we can't go wrong. Yeah, he's a willing vessel to step out and prove wrong. Justice human. Waters from Indiana Free State just joined us. Great, great. Full board. We're getting a full board up there going. It looks like so good. Justice Waters, this is David. I want to say to you, what you delivered last week was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. My hat's off to you. I pat you on the back. Keep going, brother. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you, David. We got a little bit more freedom to express ourselves now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree. Thank you, Joe. So so why not? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, thank you, David. Mm -hmm. Governor Carpenter, uh, Justice Waters, if you want to lead us off, I guess. It's 531. I'll lead us off. Good count, yeah, so we know when we're live. Uh, We're We're live. We're live. live. Oh, we're live. Hi, America. How you doing? Welcome (laughs) to Live Radio. This is Governor Carpenter for the Free State of Colorado. we got with us Justice Waters. From Indiana Free State, um, we've got Joe Gibson helping out, and you know we need all the help we can get. Thank you, Joe. We got our favorite uh, David Broadhurst from uh, uh, for the for, uh, for the People Radio One Hundred and One, our Republic Radio channel. Thank you, David, for joining us tonight and helping out. David Herter, uh, Governor Hammond from the Free State of uh, Wisconsin, Mark Binder. So we got a full crew tonight. If I missed anybody, forgive me. Yeah, um, Gator just joined us. And Gator just joined us. Good, David. So, you know, I just heard about Sisman and uh, getting off scot-free, and apparently they uh, they made sure that they had supporters um, of HRC and on the jury, and that always helps. Not to say that there's any funny play going on behind the scenes, well, welcome to our world in 2020 and 2022 and 2023 if we don't do something about it because we created this mess and it's up to us to throw the bullshit flag and say, you know, enough's enough, man, that's a foul and we're not going to take these fouls and like it and lump it anymore. We're going to set the record straight. So I'm looking forward to that day when the American people stand up and be who they say they are. 
know, Joe, we were talking on your show this week about um, Memorial Day that we just uh, that we just celebrated. We are so thankful for those men and women that fought and served in various capacities uh, to pass down our our freedoms and our law form as we know it. And that's where it gets murky. You see, in man's world, he controls the justice, he controls the outcome. And so welcome to Sussman's trial and HRC and what you're going through today in 2022. You know, in our form of Constitution, that is the Constitution that we all recognize under common law, the one that we have rights and the one that the government works for us. Yeah, that one. Not the one that's created by man that serves man, not mankind. Not the people of the Republic of the United States. Nobody but themselves. And I dare say, I have to wonder many times if it's not really Satan himself that they're serving. And looking back at Memorial Day and what that represents, I have to ask Justice Waters, you're in the Justice Department. What do you think? Have we abdicated our responsibility to those that we just honored? Well, Governor, thank you. you for having me. Thank you, Joe. Um, you know, without people like you running shows like this, the American people would have no truth whatsoever. So thank you for what you do. David Broadhurst, also known as Gator, good friend of mine, he runs the show as well. Truth does get out. The truth of the matter is we are the republic. We hold the seats for you, the American people, and we're here. And with the doors are open and we're waiting on you. What they, the corporation, what they, the, those in democracy in D.C., what they have done is they have unleashed hell upon the face of the earth so they can better line their pockets. It's the bottom line, money. It's all about the money. As we have a comment that we throw around a lot in our, our conversations within the Republic, and I know you hear it a lot other places, follow the trail of the money. It will tell you the ins, the outs, the who's and the what's and the why's. All you have to do is follow the money. And, Governor, to answer your question, they have made a huge mess of everything that God had intended to be a blessing to the people of this nation. Hell, Satan, and the demonic spirits that they have allowed to come in and run and rule over the American people, it's now our job to hold these seats as given by God the Creator 
to these people so these people can re-inhabit themselves to come back into power. Like I said last week, it's not about the republic government. It's about the people of this nation, the people of the state. It's all about you. You are the power. You are the authority. That is where the Constitution, the real Constitution, is different from this fake thing that they go by called the UCC, also called the Code, the U.S. Code. They've codified everything. No, we have a law. It was given to us by the Creator Himself. That is what we follow. But you know, somebody has to preserve it. Somebody has to put on a uniform, and that somebody has to take care of it, guard it, protect it, defend it, and if so, kill the enemies of it. This is what myself and millions of others that are probably listening to this right now have done. What I want to do tonight is I want to just kind of go back real in, in a few minutes and explain my experience in Marine Boot Camp, what I went through. And then I have a question I want to ask you the American people. Being that this is the 31st of May, the real Memorial Day, I thought I'd look back at something that seems to be missing in the world today, a real reflection of those who lost their lives defending something way more bigger than they themselves Let's never forget, it's not just the service member, but their mom and dad, their brothers and sisters, their wives and husbands, and their children. They're always involved in everything that serviceman does and goes through, including death. I can remember as a 20-year-old, going through the front gate at MCRD San Diego, California, on April the 3rd, 1974, seeing what resembled the beginning of the Gomer Pyle show that was on TV. That was a comedy. The Marine Corps, in reality, was not. There was nothing funny at all about it. The getting up at 5 a.m. every morning, running 5 to 10 miles, showering, pooping, and shaving, all before 7 a.m. And then came morning chow. Standing in formation, sometimes for minutes, sometimes for an hour. Then getting to sit down and eat something but only having five minutes to eat it. Oh, once in a while, you'd have a duck in and duck out 
where you never stop walking through the chow hall. But as you walk, you pick up an apple, you take five or six bites out of it, you throw it away in the trash can as you go out the other side in the door, only to get in formation one more time. There were times when marching and the call of right face would come, and there would always be that one that would go left. Thus, all 60 of you got to see the pavement up close and personal by doing 100 four-count push-ups. Now, do you remember your military right from your left? How about the times in the classrooms where you'd fall asleep and the DI and the instructors would just walk by and give you that friendly, gentle smack on the back of the head to wake you up? Or should I say a wicked open hand slap on the back of the head with violent force to remind you that you're in training to become one of the world's elite. Then would come hell week where you only got five hours of sleep per night because you were at the chow hall from 4 a.m. working till 9 p.m. that night. And some would have to do mid-rats from 10 to 1. You're supposed to be trained to become a United States Marine. But instead, you're now washing pots and pans all hours of the day. Then came the time when you were given your rifle. No rounds, but a rifle. An M16 automatic and semi-automatic weapon. And you were given two clips of 10 rounds each, but they were empty. You walked, marched, and even slept with that weapon. You even named it. It was never called a rifle. It was called a weapon because you were training to use it to kill an enemy of the Constitution, an enemy of the people of this nation, and any person not wearing the uniform of the USA that was not considered an ally. Then on week seven, you boarded a bus. You took that journey up to Camp Pendleton, halfway up between L.A. and San Diego. Now you were going to see and experience the real Marine Corps. You were every 10 feet, you would see a sign in Camp Pendleton that would read, keep off the grass. Problem was, there was no grass. It was all dirt, dust, and sand mingled with rocks. Instead of mowing it, you raked it. You made sure that these lines from the rake were straight and visible to the naked eye. That is what you were to stay off of. Each constant hut or round metal building 
that we slept in had its own plot of sand in front. That's where you lived for your time there. It was yours to keep clean. And it was yours to make sure no one walked on it or stood on it. But in week eight came the live fire. You were learning not just to shoot, but to kill. Here, you fired rounds all day long. Four hours in the morning, four hours in the afternoon, and two hours after dark. You shot from 200, 500, and 1,000 yards. You got good. You got real good. Then came the march up a mountain that was dubbed MF because it was really simply that. Up 1,000 feet, down 1,000 feet, all in full combat gear or 70 pounds on your back and 15 pounds around your waist. You had one hour to accomplish it or you simply didn't graduate. On that Friday, you shot for a score that would follow you through your entire military career. I shot 239 out of a possible 250 from the 200, 500, and 1,000-yard range. Now, I knew that I was gaining my elite status, and I knew I was about to become one of the world's best warriors, a U.S. Marine, feared by the enemy nations of the United States and totally respected by our own and our allies. You wanted that. You needed that. You were becoming a part of a brotherhood, a group of guys that no other group would ever want to mess with. Then came graduation day. Well, my mom and dad came across country to see me stand and march to the Marine theme song, standing out on the parade deck and go from a recruit to a full-fledged Marine. This was something I did, and we all did there. We all started with 63 in our platoon, and we graduated 56. But it wasn't the fact that you just graduated. You got to put on those dress blues, sharp and sleek. And when you stood there in uniform, all of us wearing that sea of blue with those covers of white and black, You looked sharp. There was a sense of pride, a sense of accomplishment. But now you belong to a brotherhood that no one person could ever take away from you. No one could just make it disappear, and no one even dared to try. You were a trained killer for the government, Someone that was government-trusted, 
but the guy next to you and on your right and left, they trusted you as well, just as you had to trust them. You could never go into combat with the feeling of not being able to trust those who are around you at that moment in time. But then came the real base, Kaneohe Bay, Hawaii. And in April 1975, Operation Frequent Wind started. It was the part of getting all of our people out of South Vietnam there in Saigon. There from my platoon, we lost three Marines. They died in a chopper crash after getting shot down. There were 18 on board. Gary Nemi, my best friend from 106 platoon, was killed while standing guard around the embassy on night two. We had orders not to fire back. We weren't there to start another conflict. This all came at a time when Nixon had resigned and Ford was in office to complete his term. As a member of the armed forces, you always remember times and events, whether or not you choose to talk about it or not. What you never forget, you never forgot their faces. That never leaves your memory. Years have gone by. You lose contact with those and you stay in contact with by the death or them moving away. But you never forget their faces. I got out of the Marines April 4th, 1976, and in 1986 joined the Navy just a week following the Challenger explosion with NASA. I have seen the world because of the Navy. And again, times you never forget. But I still can't get Gary Nimi's face out of my head. He is burnt into my brain. He was a good friend, a Marine buddy, and a true warrior. And he never made it home to see his family and friends. For most of you, this holiday is about racing, the Indy 500, the Coca-Cola 600, which took place Sunday. Yes, they do their remembering, and what they do is all good, but for most Americans, they don't understand what's happening right now. The guy who was masquerading as president started a year in the U.S. Senate a year before I went into the Marine Corps in 1973 is when he began his career as a senator. He served from 1973 to 2009 and never got anything accomplished when he became vice president under Obama then took a four year stint off of politics and is now rebuilding a broke nation following the Twitter years 
of Trump. Our gas prices are tripled. Our home heating prices are doubled. Our food now has shortage. Diesel is about to go to nothing. And he has stated outright a week ago from Rome that this gas price hike first was all Putin's fault, but now it's the thing that will lead us Americans from gas and diesel to green energy. In other words, this is all his fault. It's a pre-planned event. It's part of the new Green Deal. Now, you and I are paying the price for his communist dealings with China, the CCP, and Russia. These school shootings, that's not random. That's planned. Remember the COVID vaccine. Remember what's in it. Remember the little nanoparticles that attach themselves to your brain cells? And then something like the G5 network gets turned on? Well, they can, in certain areas, do certain things with that because it's microwavable type of waves going through the air, hits your cell phone, and goes through your brain. They can mind control you. And don't laugh. The CIA has been working on mind control since 1952. We have communists running this country. I was a trained killer to kill communists in the Marine Corps. Now, me... And you have to sit under one. My question is, what's up with that? Where are the military, the ex-military? Where are those who took the oath to defend the Constitution, to uphold the Constitution, to support the Constitution? Why do we have to sit under some idiot who can't even put a sentence together, who can't remember who his wife is, who doesn't know which way to walk off a stage, why do I have to listen to him mumble and jumble his way around and can't even finish what he started? Why do I have to sit there and take what he tells me as gospel truth when you and I both know It's a lie from the pit of hell. Where are the ex-Marines? Where is the Army? Where are you? If this was 1942 and some idiot did this in that day, he wouldn't last a day. We're at war, people. You better wake up because the war is coming through your front door. You just don't know it. And when it comes, it's not going to say hello, it's not going to be polite, and it's not going to be happy. 
You're going to hear a bang, and then you're going to see darkness because they are out to take you out. That's what their plan is, folks. Why do you think the southern border is open? Why is all the disease and corruption and fentanyl coming through the southern border? Why is this idiot in the White House more concerned about the borders of Ukraine than he is of our own borders? Where are the people who served in the military in this nation? Why are you sitting on your ass? It's time to stand up and do something. Because if you don't, nobody else will. And if that happens, well, they'll all be speaking either Chinese or Russian. And when you come right down to it, folks, Amen. that's the only two choices you got. Stand up and do something or sit down and die. That's Amen, Justice. Amen, Justice Waters. With that, Governor, I yield back to you. Thank you, Governor, Joe, for the time. Governor, could I uh, have a minute, please, uh, here with the Gator Show? Sure. Go ahead. Well, thank you, sir, and thank you, Justice Waters. Um, this man is a great, great leader. This type of man should be in leadership in our government. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening is the new world order. And people need to start really, you know, thinking and researching that they've been doing this for a long, long time. It's been planned for a long, long time. And it's starting to happen right before our eyes. Great ones like Justice Waters, our republic, Everybody else, we're in the fight for this. But you see it happening. It's happening now, everybody. We have politicians out there that are corrupt. Justice has never been served. We have, you know, those that are trying to serve justice. But unfortunately, many of them are above the law. We need to remind uh, America that we, the people, for the people, they're supposed to be working for us. We're in the hundreds of millions of us, each and every one of us, hundreds of millions. But yet we let this minority government, corrupt government, rule over all of us. What the hell's the matter with anybody? What the hell's the matter with you? It's time to rise up. It's really time to rise up because they are in, implementing the new world order. And that's coming out of Davos and everything else. It's their long plan, their long-term plan, but it's happening now. So I don't know what it's going to take, civil war, not against the people like in the past. If you do your research about the civil war, it was horrible, atrocities and everything else. But why Why is this country always in war? Why are we out there fighting and killing, you know, thousands of people and, and just, I mean, come on. This, this country is made up of freedom, made up of all people, all people. Statue of Liberty, everything else. But yet, 
we have all these damn problems. It all comes and it all stems from globalists, corrupt politicians, and those in power. It's we, the people, that's supposed to have the power. And we've lost it. We need to gain it back. I yield, sir. Go ahead. Well, well said. You know, and we all know. Everybody I know knows. you know. I, I know. Everybody I know. Everybody knows I'll, I'll we got problems. Everybody knows we got problems. So let's talk about the solution because everybody's looking at the problem and nobody's looking at the solution. And we represent the solution, the lawful, peaceful, nonviolent solution. And that is merely stand up under the jurisdiction of our constitutional republic, put this corporation that controls us to bed where they need to go, and we're back in control of our future. It's not a difficult picture to get your head around. Dean Henning, Governor Henning, would you like to tell us how we can get involved with our republic? I would, Governor Carpenter. Thank you very much. Justice Waters, thank you, sir, for the words that you've just shared with America and the world. Gator, you too. It's just, it's touched my heart. America, we need to stand up. You know, this radio show is for you. It's uh, Restoring Your Republic is the title. It's Step Into America's Republic. As Governor Carpenter said, it's peaceful and lawful. You know, pick up the Holy Bible. That's what our founding fathers used to write the Constitution of the United States of America. And also the Bill of Rights. You know, David David Hurler spoke earlier on this program, and his wife Jean and him wrote two books. Uh, one book is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America, Volume One: America's Truthful History. Read that, then you'll understand, as the book title says, the truthful history of America. They donated these books to the Republic for we the people. Volume 2 is Reinhabited Republic for the United States of America. Volume 2, the story of the reinhabitation, tells how it all happened. And again, you can get these books at Amazon.com, Reinhab, correction, uh, Amazon.com or um, Barnes & Noble. Also, go to a Reinhabited Republic for the United States. I, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Go to Republic for the United States of America.org. Go there and educate yourself. Read all the documents that have been put in place by law and served on the Hague. Um, so, America, the paperwork is done. We're just waiting for the American people to stand up in mass and want your country back. You know, there's another book that was written, written by Gene, Gene Hurtler. It's called James Timothy Turner, an American President and a Political Prisoner. And it's a legal brief and appeal to the courts of heaven. That is a book about what happened to our restoration president, Mr. Turner, President Turner. He's been incarcerated since, I believe it was 2012, and he's still there. Pray for him. Pray for his family. He has, he's put everything on the line for you, America. And, you know, it's time to educate yourself and take control of this great American republic that our forefathers left for us to protect and enjoy. We are holding your seats and the title to America's Republic. You need to just want it back. Take ownership of your part. Spread the word, America. And again, go to republic org. There you can go to there, educate yourself, educate your family, your neighbors, your friends. Make it a family outing 
get together and listen to the archived radio shows that are on there. It goes back many years. And also, you listen to President Geiger of America's Republic. He'll uh, tell you the state of the republic. And again, I can't tell you enough. There's so many documents that have been on that website for you to edify yourself and your family. You know, we all need to pray for America's republic. And I yield. God bless America. Thank yeah, and you, everybody. I just want to say something real quick, uh, Governor. Uh, real quick, just uh, anybody missed the uh, show with Jim, I, and a uh, uh, retired uh, Illinois State Trooper. Uh, uh, he was also spent 29 years in the military, uh, also fought in Vietnam. Uh, if you missed that show on Friday evening, go back and listen to it. We had a very powerful one uh, discussion uh, talking about the issues that we're facing here in America and the future. What if? We played a little what if game. What if certain uh, scenarios played out also? So go back and listen to that uh, podcast. It's downloaded in the archives. Thanks. I'll yield to you guys. Go ahead. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. That was a great show. And uh, I appreciate you referring to that show. In that that show, we gave... um, reason why we occupy these seats. We broke it down into sensible, understandable, plain English as to why this is essential. And it's a great it's a great introduction to world events, what's going on around us and, and what's at stake. And I'm gonna tell you folks, it's a lot easier to keep your freedom than it is to regain it. What we're offering you, America, is the simplest solution to the problems that we face. It doesn't get any simpler. On the other hand, if you don't take this opportunity, you're not going to like your future very much. I'll promise you that. With that, I'm going to say goodnight, America. Thank you, Joseph Gibson, David Broadhurst, Other People Radio 101, and for all the participants tonight. Um, David Herger, are you with us tonight? Do you have uh, any closing comments? Thank you, uh, Governor Carpenter. All I want to say is, as I go back 151 years ago to the Organic Act, when they pushed back then those people that built the Masonic Temple that started building it in 1868, May 20th, they were done, I think, on the 17th of December, what they did is they pushed the Declaration of Independence off to the side. They pushed the Constitution off the side. And they went with Freemason progressive presidents selected, not elected, for the most part. Not all of them, but for the most part. And they worshiped a different God. We need this country back the way it was, the way the founding fathers started it out with the laws of nature and nature's God in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. The people in America do not know what is in the Declaration of Independence. They don't understand what the laws of nature and of nature God is. And they don't know what the Constitution is. They don't even know what the Bill of Rights is. They don't know, they don't know a lot of what the Founding Fathers put together way back. We need this country back for our Father in Heaven, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to come back where righteousness exalted this country. We need to run this country in all 50 states. All 50 states should be a city on a hill. 
All 50 states and the assemblies, all three branches of government, should be made up of people that are God-fearing people and in their nation's capital. We need to turn this country around and bring it back into where it was back in 1776, leading up to 1789 when George Washington became our first president on April 30th. Going back then and losing this, this great thing that they put together during the Civil War. Then they shot Lincoln on the 14th of April. He died the next day. I'm telling you, America, we need to embrace the Declaration of Independence. We need to embrace the Constitution. We need to embrace our Bill of Rights. This is your government. We're waiting for you to stand up the Republic. With that, I yield the floor back to you, sir. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is O'Gator right here for the People Radio 101.com. David Hurtler is an amazing, amazing man. Our brothers um, and sisters from our republic, everybody, they are like our forefathers from a long time ago. And I always say, think then, think now, because history will repeat itself. And history is repeating itself. Over and over and over again. But there are great ones out there. Those that are not afraid to speak out what they believe in. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in our Constitution that was brought upon America. America is falling. And you have to realize what's happening out there. We have globalists. We have, you know, individuals that want to destroy it all. They want to rule over everything. And if you think then, think now, it's been going on since the beginning of time. It's great ones out there, like our republic, our great brothers and sisters, um, the great Joe Gibson, understanding the times in which we live in today. This man has... Enlightened us all. Everybody in now our republic, restoring the lawful republic. This is key. This is key. Restoring our lawful republic of the United States of America. This is the fight that we're all in right now. Right here, right now. In radio, each and every day we wake up in the morning, we go to work, every, every single damn hour of the day. We see what's happening, everybody. What do we do? Well, the biggest thing that we can do is come together as we the people, for the people. You all have a voice. Rise up. Rise up again. You know, they're supposed to be working for us. Well, that's not the case. It's our government. Our government is corrupt. Totally corrupted. Our justice system, totally corrupted. It's been done over many, many course of years. And now it's up to the people. We, the people. We have a power. We have a voice, everybody. I know that we we get hit all the time. I get hit here, too. But, man, the more and more that we get out there. Oh, Brother Joe Gibson, get it out there. 
people are going to be listening. People are going to come together. They'll start realizing what in the hell is happening here in America. You think it's easy now? No. <laughs> it's going to get a lot worse. A lot worse, everybody, until unless the American people stand up together and say enough is enough. We're taking our country back. We're taking our government back. We're going to re, re, reestablish our republic, the true form of government, everybody, and get rid of this corporate form of corrupt government in our lives. But all of us are in the battle, each and every one of us, each and every day, man. We don't have the power. We don't have the billions of dollars to control others. But we do have radio, and radio is big. It's strong. Let's spread the word to all our friends, our family, people, everybody we can, and bring the people together, man, because believe it or not, (laughs) we're the majority. We, the people, are the majority, but yet we're being led to destruction by the minority. Does it make sense? Where are you, America? Where are you? Let's stand for justice. Let's stand for our Constitution. Let's stand for all those that are fighting for it, like ourselves, our Republic, for the United States of America, the great Joe Gibson, and so many others. There's a lot of cats that are really fighting out there, man. We keep on battling. We'll win. I believe in God. God tells me we will win, but this show right here is more important than you can imagine, folks. Um, We're spreading our wings, and we're letting the people know. And it's a great, great honor to be here. Being a part of something in life, letting the people know how we feel. And uh, we just ask, come aboard, everybody. Yeah, you can donate to your republic for the United States of America. That will help them. That will help them big time, you know, doing what they do. Joe Gibson as well in his show. Even myself, although I haven't really done that. But listen up, everybody. We are real and true to the heart and soul. I believe that Joe, our republic, myself, it's a mission from God. Okay? And... We are on a mission from God to help save America, help save our world, because there's a great, great enemy upon us, man. They are so huge, so big, that we got to keep on fighting. Keep on praying each and every day, folks. Keep on praying. We'll get there. And by the way, everybody, it's not our first rodeo in history. It's not a first rodeo. We've been there, done that. Well, here we go again. Here we go again. It's not the Brits. These days, it's our own damn government. There's so many others that are attacking us. And our freedoms, our Constitution, and what we've been, what we believe in, Christianity, everything else, our Constitution, we're under attack. All right? We're all, we're all under attack. Protect your children. Protect your families, everybody. Your babies, grandkids. 
Say your prayers to the Lord. You know, we'll get through this. It's going to take some time. But if we don't stand together and fight now, we will be destroyed. We will be destroyed just like other countries, Venezuela and others, totally taken over by globalists. And I say globalists, it's a lot bigger than you, you can imagine, folks. So at that, thank you. Thank you tonight. Joe Gibson, Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. Um, our Republic for the United States of America night. Way to go. Way to go, standing up, restoring the lawful republic. Yes, we need justice served. Will we see it? I hope and pray to God that we're going to see it. But we all need to protect ourselves and our families. Stick by what you believe in, everyone. Stick by God. Stick on your beliefs. Okay, and protect your family. At that, I say I yield. Thank you, um, our public, for letting me speak tonight. And um, all of you, each and every one of you, are great, great patriots for America. And this is what we need. Matter of fact, I wish you all were in the White House. Plain and simple. I yield. Thank you, David. For those of you in the New York uh area, David, uh, there's a lot of patriotic events up there, uh, and you ought to get, uh, get behind him and get involved. It's yes, blast. I've seen a lot of the pictures and, and things that you participate in. And, and we're getting ready and for Rock Ridge, Ridge 2022, by the way, everybody. It's a great rock and roll event here in the Northeast, but it's more than that. What I bring to this event each and every year is showing our patriotism, rocking for our veterans. That's what I do. And we, we hone in on veterans' organizations, Vets to Vets last year, this year, Valor for Veterans coming from Colorado. We show our love and respect for our vets. A lot of veterans are there. We've had flybys. We've had everything go down because of the love for our veterans, our soldiers, okay, our first responders, and everything else. That's what Gator does, everybody, and that's what I am dedicated to. So uh, if you can make it out, let us know, man, and uh, we'll be there for you. And you'll you'll see some tears, you'll see some rock and roll tears, and you have the greatest time in your life. I guarantee. That's it. what we need. We need but a banner. Ahead. We need a banner with a plane, with a, uh, pull, uh, plane pulling a banner. Restore the lawful republic. There you go, right across New York Big City. Time, <laughs> Joe, I love it, Joe. We need that. We need a banner made restoring the lawful republic. We get a banner made, I'll fly it at Rock Nation Ridges, man. I will. <laughs> listen, I, listen, last year, Joe, Joe, I wish you were there. I had that. Man, I, I tell you, that's an idea. I'm telling you right there. <laughs> listen, listen, bro, you, you're going to be, you know, blown away. I had veterans there from best to best here locally, and I had all the flags for our military, right? And then a great band member, a great friend of mine, screaming, he goes, bad, he goes, get her. We got a we got a shock and all, and I said, "Great, great idea. Let's bring the vets up on stage, bring the colors on stage, and then bring the American flag and let's do the national anthem." Man, he's like, "Boom, done," and we did it. Never been done there before, everybody, but we did it. We just put our hearts and souls together, amen, 
And now that's a big, big thing. It's a big thing because all the audience, all the people, they remember that. Right, Joe? You know how it is, yeah. Joe. There's certain things people remember, man. And that's why we're coming back 2022. we got to do even something bigger and better. Um, that's what I stand for with all this. Um, and just our republic. Uh, Joe, you're you're doing an amazing job for our, our, our country. Um, God bless you, man. Um, I, seriously, um, I, I can't wait to get to know you even more, Joe, because you, you oh, yeah. inspired me. You know, you've inspired me, though. And I know, I know we're into big time overtime and the snap, but you know what? <laughs> like Joe says, you can go five hours if you want to. But <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe. I do the same thing on my show, Joe, with the Gator Show. Um, but uh, Joe, you are you are an amazing, amazing brother and a great patriot. And thank you, man. Thank you for hosting the Republic. And having the get on as well. I'm hoping, Joe, that you and I go one-on-one one night. That would be a oh, kick-ass, yeah. badass show. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Soon. Oh, soon. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that here in the next couple of days. How about that? Yeah, we'll have to plan it. We'll have to plan it. Yeah. You know, we'll go We'll go at it. Yeah, me and Joe Gibson, one-on-one. That would be really cool. But it's more of our republic. What they stand for, what they're fighting for, man. You know it, Joe. I know it. Uh, they're like our forefathers from the past, you know. And we need great leaders like this. That's what we need. Our current government is just totally corrupted. And um, my heart, my heart and prayers go out to those that are fighting for our country. And uh, we got to keep doing it, Joe. Right? We we just yeah, man, that's right. Fight. We can never give up. You know, I was watching. Oh, we never will give up. The Civil War <laughs> and George Washington and the Civil War and all this stuff. How they never gave up. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's That's unfortunate right. what happened. We, you know, people against people, but it's happening now, Joe. It really is. Oh yeah, we're 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 in, we're 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 divided right down. You know, fifty fifty, and uh, you know, but but totally. the fifty percent aren't going to fight. You know, they're not going to stand up and fight. So it's it's the true. So you know, the three percent out there, like like the seventeen seventy six. You know, the three percent are going to stand up, and and uh, the minority voice is going to uh, be the the suffrage voice out there that's going to restore and uh, bring back the uh, and have an awakening. You know, we can't have appeasement. You know, people say, well, you know, we can't stop it. The new world order. It's God's plan, what's going to happen. Listen, we can't give in to appeasement. Ronald Reagan said that, appeasement. You know, we cannot give in and uh, and allow evil just to walk its course and stay its course. No. no. We will be standing in front of it and stopping it all the way. I mean, there's a time, Joe, you know it and I know it, back in the Civil War days, there were wars fought that a lot of people don't even know. Okay, atrocities, 20,000 men dead shooting each other up i mean i mean my goodness is that what we need here in america again no i don't think so the enemy is not we the people brother against brother sister against sister okay the enemy is the government the government is what's pushing all this crap well and it's not the government the, that's the enemy no? they're the tool of the global elite the evil well, the cabal that's the, out yeah, there right. I agree, Joe, 100%. The tool um, of the global elites out there. And 
The American people need to rise up. You know, we have a big voice. We got a lot of power. A lot of folks don't realize. They don't realize how much power they have. You know, Joe, and the shootings and everything else going down. It's just, you know, it's not our first rodeo. We've seen this over and over again. This is the yeah. game that is played. It's a horrible, evil game. Um, but brothers like you, myself, and radio and this and that, we put our asses on the line. Believe me, folks, I've been attacked here. I've been shut down here. Um, I don't know about Joe, but we keep on fighting. And oh yeah, I've been attacked many, many, many times. But you know, that's yeah, it's, yeah. It, look. It, that's part of the sacrifice. When you're attacked, or you're, uh, I, I consider that an honor. And uh, if yeah. that to to uh, give the ultimate sacrifice, if I had to serving, you know, uh, standing up for liberty or freedom, I I I welcome that day to uh, give all that I have and all that I am for liberty and justice. If if I can know that the republic will be restored lawfully, so that's not a problem, you know. But but uh, you know that that's not what we're about. That's not what we're advocating. And I don't condone any type of lone wolf crazy nonsense like that. No, no, no. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, yeah, it's an honor to give up, though, uh, whatever I'm sacrificing. You know, look, man, I would like to do lots of things right now than be here or do other things, you know. No, that's not true. Don't, you know, but I, I tell people that, no, I don't want to be anyplace else but standing up for my republic, being involved with good people, yeah. talking to good people, networking. This is what gets my adrenaline going. This is what gives me a rush. Let's go. Let's do this. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm Joe, in this 24-7. Too, you know, Joe, me too, man. I do music and rock and roll and country and all that stuff too in my shows. But what I will tell everybody before I go tonight, it was a long, long time ago in all our lives where it all started in radio. You didn't have TV. You didn't have computers. You didn't have anything. You had radio. And people sat down and they listened to the radio. Okay? And what I'm getting at is we need to get back to that because you will hear great, great people in radio. You will, like <laughs> my brother tonight, myself, and others. You know, you'll hear more realism. You'll hear truth. Okay, radio is different than mainstream media and TV. It's digital. It's gone digital. Everything's gone digital. That's the problem. Radio radio is still big, and we're here, everybody. We're in a digital form now. So so much has changed, but, you know, great brothers like Joe Gibson and so many others out there, man. Put your ears on, folks. Listen to these great, great people out there. They've influenced me all my life. And now I'm trying to influence others as well in my life. And we got to thank our republic tonight as well, Joe. You know, they're in the fight and the battle. And uh, you've come aboard to rescue, show them the way, way to go. And, uh, hey, here we go. We're in the fight. It's a real battle, everybody. It really is. Yeah, um, and so, Dean, what do you want to wrap I'm, up the uh, the show with here tonight? We never discussed that, yeah. actually, because you don't know how to yeah, work the board here too good. Let's sing back to no, I didn't want to uh, interrupt Gator and you, but uh, <laughs> can we have uh, Mark Binder oh, yeah. from Iowa? You know, when you, get, when you get Joe and Gator rolling, forget about it. <laughs> and Mark Binder from <laughs> State of Iowa, could you close us some prayer, please? Yep, yeah, prayer, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the public's big weapon here is um, God. God's on our side. Um, God's the same yesterday as he was today, as he will be tomorrow. 
the standards don't change. So, and, and up one person and God to make a majority. So, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, your kindness, your mercy, and grace. Thank you for your blessings we are receiving in uh, the uh, Great Awakening. Strengthen us in mind, body, and spirit that we may be fortified. And we may go boldly proclaiming your word throughout this land. Guide us by your word that we may stay on the straight and narrow path, not deviating to the right or to the left. Help us to unite together for truth and liberty all across this land. Man. We love America. We pray for those people in Afghanistan who were given back to the wolves by a jackal and abandoned in dishonor of the promises made by a strong sovereign president, Donald J. Trump. May you have mercy on the souls of Christians all around the earth who are being persecuted just because they love you, Father. Our founding fathers gave up much to, uh, to give us a republic with your blessings. Help us to restore the rightful governance that would never persecute its own people for any reason. Open the eyes and ears of Americans so that we will be known as a Christian nation again to all nations around the earth. That slavery of every sort is vanquished from this land, and we will then be in honor of our founding document, the Declaration of Independence. That states in part, I quote, We hold this truth to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator by certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, end quote. And so we humbly ask, God save the Republic. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Representative Minder. Thank you, America, for spending time with us tonight, and thank you for our host. God save the Republic. Our fathers appealed to heaven. What did heaven do? Heaven heard. Heaven heard. Our fathers said they would treat... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.